Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Joel Coleman of the Starkville Daily News, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Wednesday morning. We are glad that you have joined us here at Super Talk dot fm uh appreciate everybody tuning in however you're finding your podcast these days we are glad you've you you've shown up to be with us on a wednesday morning especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us and of course our medical personnel who are taking care of us here at home i want to thank our sponsors over at strange brew coffee house we want to remind you that just because you're quarantined doesn't mean you don't need caffeine you in fact i would i would say the opposite is the truth you need it more now than ever and I would offer a hearty amen to that uh, statement. I don't know that I would be able to make it through the day if not for the caffeinated beautifulness, which isn't a word, but we're going to make it one. Beauty is the word we're looking for. But it's a quarantine, and you know, there's some, I guess, some George W. Bush and me just making up stuff. So yeah, beautifulness. Strategy. <laughs> well, Get caffeinated. It's what we're trying to tell your, you. Your strategy. Should be to head over to Strange Brew Coffee House. Check out the drive-through window over on Highway 12, the walk-up window uh, on University Drive, and you can keep your social distance. But get the caffeine you need to get through the day. Also, want to thank our good friends over at College Corner. When you shop online at CollegeCornerStore.com, use uh, search the uh, the, use the toolbar there and search for baseball. You get 25% off your order right then and there. It's already set up. You don't have to do anything else. It's just ready for you to do. So get that great M over S stuff we saw yesterday. Great name brands like Columbia. Obviously, the Adidas stuff is going to be there at really good prices right now. Chance to get some good, cool new stuff that you'll be wearing next uh, next time you head to campus uh, later this fall. So check them out. Again, like that com- optimism, by the way. Like I, that. I, I'm going to stick with that. I'm not. I'm not listening to the president of UConn or, or, or you know, anything of that nature. So don't don't you worry about that. Uh, so yeah. CollegeCornerStore.com. Get 25% off your order. Anything baseball-related, just put that in the toolbar. As we get closer and closer to the end of all this, I still don't know you know, what's, what, what the future holds for businesses, but I do know that my friends at Advantage Business System have the answers that you might be looking for. 45 years of business, of doing business here in the state of Mississippi, working with Mississippi State, working here in Starkville. They have everything you need right now to get your virtual office set up. They can get your employees the devices that they need. And when everything gets back to normal, when you need phone systems, copiers, document management software, all of that stuff, they are the ones to call. They can take care of it. They are the experts in this business. So I'm telling you right now, if you're not sure about what the future holds for your business, give Advantage Business Systems a call, and they can set up everything and get rid of all that headache for you. So call them at 844-833-6245 or check them out online, absms.com. Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Joel T., it is Rumblings Day. What is that? Every now and then I like to throw a lightning strike in. <laughs> that's pretty. That's pretty bad. Not even. Normally I would just be like, oh, you know. I try to encourage people. Try to be positive, but a little, a little thunder, a little lightning, got to have a little sound effect, you know. Uh Okay, I, I can get with that. But before we get into the rumblings, we have something. We got we got a little business to take care of before that. We got to move into this interview on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline. Uh, our friends over at Welcome Home Beef want to remind you that. They have still got a great selection of T-Bones and porterhouses waiting on you to give them a call. They, they're, they are crying out to you. Grill me. Grill me. They probably don't know, you know, because it's dead cow. But regardless. Some people like it closer to live than others. I, I would write, you know, I, I, I want my steak rare enough that a skilled veterinarian could save it. You know, it, it, it's, it's not... We've got a pulse here, you know, something like that. Uh, But anyway, USDA Prime Beef is just a phone call away, 662-418-2021. Go online at facebook.com slash welcomehomebeef. Place your order. Get it shipped. 
They've got the great specials. They've got the big the the pitmaster special, the dinner for two, burgers, steaks, roast, all in one package. Or just figure out whichever you want. They can do specialty cuts. They've got it all. You're missing out if you haven't called them already. You could be eating good this weekend with our good friends at Welcome Home Beef. Why, Joel? It just tastes good. And joining us now on the Welcome Home Beef Hotline, the new Mississippi State women's basketball coach, Nikki McCray-Penson. So joining us at this time is the newest head coach at Mississippi State for women's basketball, Nikki McCray-Penson. Before we jump into anything MSU-related, we got to talk about this picture that was going around on, uh, on Sunday night. Uh, of you and Michael Jordan, just just give us the story uh, about meeting uh, about meeting Air Jordan. Well, I mean, first of all, you know, you know, you're watching that show, The Last Dance, mm-hmm. and I'll never forget. I signed on with the WNBA that year, right after the Olympics, and they had a couple of players touring um, the country, and we went like to Brazil and some different places. And our last stop was Paris, where we toured with the Bulls. And um, I'll never forget, you know, we were just had a chance to, you know, follow the team around, watch them play a little bit, and we watched them do open practice. And, you know, I, I took a picture with Michael Jordan. And then you fast forward, I'm, I'm playing in the WNBA and the Washington Mystics, then he becomes my boss. Yeah. I mean, so, it, you know, just having that little bit of history with him was, was really um, awesome. And um, But he's just one person that I wore 23 because of Michael Jordan in college. I won't, I won't. I won't make you jump into the uh, LeBron versus Jordan debate, but I am going to ask you who's who's the Michael Jordan of women's basketball? Who's the greatest player of all time? And I, you can't say yourself. No, um, you know I just think there's the, the players are evolving. I would be remiss if I could name one person, um, just because there's so many great players. You know, I can tell you. You know, when I was playing, um, coming up, you know, I think Andrea Stinson back in the day was called the Michael George. You know, she played at NC State with the great late um, Kay Yow, um, and I just remember that being her name. But there's so many great players um, that just have the mindset and the mentality that played like him. And I think there's so there's a great list of those kids, players. Well, speaking of goats, you, you played under the, the woman who would probably be, be considered the greatest coach of all time in Pat Summit, And then you mm-hmm. worked – under the coach who is probably considered the best coach in the game today in Dawn Staley. What's something you took from each of them that you've brought to your coaching philosophy? I think the biggest thing biggest thing is how you treat people. You know, I think you want to be you want to treat people the way um, you want to be treated. And to me that's that's really big and it's really about relationships. Um, you know, the other thing is who you surround yourself with. You know, Pat, Dawn, you know, they would always say you, you want to make sure you're surrounded by great people that are going to push you, that are going to tell, tell it like it is, but they got your back. And um, and that's something that I've always, you know, pride myself on. And, I, you know, that's a big big part of who I am and making sure that I connect with people, um, but that I'm surrounded by great people. When you talk about, you know, trying to surround yourself with great people, obviously that a lot of that is going to be in your staff, but a lot of that's mm-hmm. going to be recruiting as well. You know, obviously, if you can find a player who's going to score you 30 points a game, that's somebody you'd like to sign up. But beyond what they do on the court, what are you looking for when you go out to recruit? I think, you know, high character. You know, you you look at those things. It's not just, you know, the skill set is what you see naturally, but it's the behind-the-scenes thing, you know, how they are with their teammates, you know, talking to their guidance counselor, what type of students they are, um, you know, talking with their coaches, how do they handle adversity because, you know, you're going to, you're going to have adverse situations. So you always look for those high-character kids um, because the skill set is what you're naturally going to see. But for me, it's, it's, it goes beyond that. You know, it's the behind-the-scenes. Um, you know, not only are you recruiting them, but you're recruiting their parents. You know, do they have a good support system and, and, and their parents? Yeah, and speaking of recruiting, what does that look like for y'all right now? Because obviously this is the time of year where players will be coming in and maybe taking some official visits. You'd be getting ready to do camps, and, and that sort of thing sort of seems like it's going to be off the uh, off the the, the 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 calendar for right now. What is recruiting like at, at this stage for you? Well, right now it would be really busy because last week would have been a evaluation period, mm-hmm. so everybody would be gathering in the office, talking on the phone to a lot of kids and offering kids. And you know, right now we're we're. We're, I am catching up. You know, for me, I'm just continuing to build a relationship with our players first because they're the number one priority um, for me. And, you know, just now just trying to, 
you know, figure out, you know, how many scholarships you have in the 21 class, what is the need, um, you know, that we need. And it's, it's hard because, you know, you don't really get a chance to work with your kids right now. But, you know, it, it, it is just what do you need. It, it's building the relationships with the kids. And, you know, it's a lot of phone calls, it's a lot of Zoom meetings. Um, that's all it is because there's, we're in unprecedented times, you know, with everything that's going on and everything has been canceled from the Olympics, you know, right now, you know, nothing's happening with evaluation peers and possibly AAU. And so it's just a lot of uncertainty. So all you have to do is build relationships right now. You mentioned something uh, during your press conference with us last week. We talked about how when you got to Old Dominion, you had to teach your players how to win. And, that, uh-huh. you know, here at Mississippi State, you have players, they know how to win. But is it more difficult even to, to teach players who've been winning been winning to say, okay, we're still going to win, but I want to win this way. We want to do things a little differently now. Is it, is it difficult to break that mindset when people have already been successful? Uh, no, because there's an expectation here. I mean, you know, obviously I, when I talked to the players, I told them, you know, you know they, they came here to be a part of a great university um, in Mississippi State. They also came here to be a part of a great team. Um, the team was great. So the expectations are high. The expectations are to win a national championship every year. And, I'm, and, and you know, that's why Vic and his staff has done a great job uh, in recruiting and, um, you know, maintaining success, you know, on the national level and definitely in the SEC. So that isn't the issue. You know, it is building the relationship, you know, just trying to get that trust um, because that's key. You know, in order for us to, to sustain success, you got to have that that trust to where you're constantly communicating, to where you're constantly understanding each other and, and learning each other um, on a daily basis. But that doesn't happen if you don't have trust. Well, you, you mentioned it right there. The, the sort of the last step on the ladder for Mississippi State is to win a national championship. It's the mm-hmm. only thing that this, this program hasn't accomplished yet. When you look at the roster, you're you're going to take over here in year one. Just how close do you feel like this team is to achieving that goal? I think it's very close. You know, obviously we've had some people transfer out, so those are some things that we're looking at right now to try to fill those voids. But I do think you got key players returning um, that have played in this league, and that's the beauty. You know, anytime you want to go to a, pl- a, a school, you want to be thrown in the fire. And I would tell you those young, those young players and those sophomores have really been thrown in the fire. So they know – what it takes to compete in this league and win an SEC championship. I mean, that's something that they haven't done. Um, they, you know, the young players haven't had a chance to really, um, you know, uh, play in the NCAA tournament. So that's the next step. Um, but yeah, it, it is just continuing to, you know, get them to understand that you got to prepare for that every single day. Um, and even right now during this time, you know, it's preparation during this time. What's what's the most important thing that you can be you're, you're, you'd want your team to be working on right now? Obviously, you know it's difficult to get in the gym. It's difficult to, to, mm-hmm. to work out. But what can they be doing to prepare for this upcoming season? I think for for me right now, you know, again, it's it's that trust. We got We got to build that relationship not only with with me, but it's going to be with you know with my with my staff. You know that I bring in. Um, that's going to be key. I mean, everything else will fall into place as long as you know. We have that. I mean, we got to get a connection, um, you know. And then from there, when it's permissible, then we will be able to show them, you know, what we do, and then we'll have a plan of attack as to some things that they could be doing on their own that will fit, you know, what we're doing um, that we that we're going to do, you know, when we get back together. All right, Nikki McRae Pence, I'm looking forward to that first game at the Hump with you as the head coach. We're looking forward to a, another great season of women's basketball at Mississippi State. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Healthy. All right. Thanks to Coach McCray Penson for joining us. I thought that was a very enjoyable interview. She she seems like she's gonna. She seems like she's got. She's on the right path. She's got the plan. We'll see what what the uh, the season brings when we get to uh, into November. And now we can get into the rumblings. Our first another another theme edition. Our first ever video game edition. I could be wrong, but I, it seems as if the man who requested this, Uncle Ruckus, didn't ask a question. So what the hell's that about? Some men just like to watch the world burn. I swear Brian. that guy is just the worst. If I ever meet him in real life, I'm going to slap him in the face. I probably have met him. He's probably a friend of mine who's just messing with me. Well, I was going to say, do you really not know who it is? I have no I, idea who Uncle Oh, was. I've always thought you knew who it was. No, no idea. I just like to make fun of him. Uh, as all, Like we said, uh, we got a bunch of questions today. 
about video games. I don't know what next week's theme is going to be. We might not do a theme next week. We might just let you. We haven't had a regular. We haven't had a, a, a few a weeks, yes. Yeah, so. Of course, hadn't been any sports activity since the last no, time. No, no, I mean, it could just be whatever, though. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, Justin Strawn at a perfectly reasonable 7.07 a.m. Congratulations. Yeah. You're figuring it out. What percentage of the questions today are going to be about NCAA football? I will go ahead and tell you from the readership, it's, it's not as high as you think. It's not as high as you think. I got to say, sometimes I give the, the questions a quick overview every now and then. Not all the time. Today, I don't know that I've, I've read a question. So, okay. I don't have any idea what's coming. Apparently, you do. Okay. Yeah, I do. I do. I, have a, do, I do have an idea of what's coming. So, uh, what is the hardest game either of you have played? If either of you played Battletoads on the Nintendo Entertainment System, that's the only acceptable answer if you played it. I never played that. Oh, I did. I had it. I owned it. And? It's fantastic. Did you ever beat it? I did not. <laughs> you got to remember, I was very young when this transpired, but it was a game that I played a lot, and it at the age that I was, I guess I didn't really care that I, I never beat the game. But I could get pretty far in it, especially for a, a young tyke like I was. But yeah, I owned some Battletoads. Okay. I'm trying to think for me. I still haven't finished 100% of Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, See, on games like that, yeah. I kind of feel like if you complete the story mode, you finished it. Oh, I mean, I, I get what you're saying for the most part, but... That like I can fin- the Batman games were not that difficult to do get to hundred percent completion, um, but those dang Riddler trophies some of them were some of them were difficult yeah but uh, but Red Dead I mean the world is just so massive so massive so I'm, I guess I'll have to go with that yeah uh, you think we're gonna lose some people today with the video game rumblings possibly <laughs> but I mean we probably lost some with food and That's some with, with other stuff so. Um, What's a non-sports game you can always go back to and play and still enjoy it just as much as you did or close to it the first time you played it? Non-sports? Yeah. Um, the Batman Arkham series is one that I have gone back and played a couple of times. Um, so that that one that one jumps up to me. Um, let's see. What's something else that I, I've gone back and... Yeah, I the, mean, Unch- the Uncharted series on PlayStation. Uh-huh. I can I'm not going to move you about that, you know? I heard at one point that they were, but yeah, Tom Holland I, is playing. Okay, so uh, that, that's actually okay. Yeah, uh, I love that series. Okay, um, I've, I've gone back and played it before. I would say it's one of those two, either Uncharted or they, th- those worlds are just so immersive. Yeah. to me that Red Dead, like, I can kind of get back right back in. It. I enjoyed playing the Godfather game a lot. Um, I enjoyed uh, Gears of War. I could go back and play that. Yeah. You know, if I still have my Xbox, which I don't. Grand Theft Auto is another one that's fun. Just never to jump played. Back into I've it. never played any Grand Theft Auto. But Godfather is very similar to that. Yeah. So, uh, if you were in a position to only play one game during this quarantine, what game would you want to play? No doubt, it'd be the show. The show. So, I mean, I play it year round. I'm playing FIFA a lot right now. I may go back. So I found out today that our our friend Brett Hudson is going to buy Red Dead. He was asking me and, and our good friend Kelly Donahoe. Yeah. Like, why should I do this? And and we just started texting back and forth all this stuff we remembered from the game. But I was just I was like I got nostalgic. I was like, all right, I'm going to go pop it in. I'm gonna have to get back on. I'm gonna have to get back on the old the old west. You you were easily the most immersed in that game. I was. I love anyone. Game. I love I that game. It was so fantastic. Yeah. Ke- Kelly and I, we we had a lot of fun talking. And Logan was in on it too. I liked it. Mm-hmm. I didn't like. I, you I have got, to commit to it. Yeah, like it wouldn't be in my. I don't know. It wouldn't be in my top five. Okay. If you, well, what's a game you would like to play with Mike Leach and hear him talk about it? It can't be NCAA football. Mm-hmm. It's an easy one for me. What is it? It's like Civilization. Like a game where you have to build yeah. a, it's a historical kind of game. Yeah. Or, or maybe like a... Like, uh, a, like one of those old War Call of Duty Yeah, so I was thinking, of, I would like to see him you know, sit there and you know, you're playing Battlefield 1942 or whatever, and it's like, this is completely historically inaccurate. Yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't one of the, the people out there that play a lot of Call of Duty can correct me, but wouldn't one of the Call of Duty something along the lines of like Pearl Harbor or... There, there was. I don't Something know. If like a, that. I think there was a Pearl Harbor one. Yeah, I think that's right. I could be wrong. Uh, Pat in Paris. Let's see here. I can vividly remember going into my living room and seeing my Nintendo plugged into the TV for Christmas. To this day, it's my most memorable gift. On a scale of one to ten, how excited were you when you received your first gaming system? What uh, was your first? The Nintendo. Well, I don't. The first system I remember having was the Nintendo, but I don't actually remember the beginning of having the Nintendo. Like, okay. The, the first system 
in as much that you know when my when my memory begins the nintendo was already in the house it's kind okay. of upset the regular okay, I nintendo i got you i got you um i can remember getting the super nintendo though and being incredibly pumped so yes i vividly remember that christmas i don't remember when we got the atari which is my first one uh, i remember getting it and being excited and playing pac-man and asteroids and all that stuff the, my nintendo story was uh i was old enough that santa claus had stopped coming to see me so i thought we were getting the nintendo i thought this was the year and christmas morning comes and it's not there that's so all just like all right well you know just didn't get it whatever couldn't afford it and then we're getting ready to go to my grandma's for christmas for for christmas dinner my mom's like hey i got some gifts under the uh my bed for your grandma will you mind grabbing them so i reach down there and i i i, I can't see mom's bed is like really low to the ground but i get my arm under there and i grab something i pull it out and it's it's uh it's metroid i was like what and i pull out and the, there it was under her bed was the nintendo <laughs> and i we went to christmas dinner and then i didn't come out of my room for like six days <laughs> A, a close second to me on the Super Nintendo thing, though. I think was, I lost like eight pounds. I was uh, I do that again. <laughs> when I was twelve, I got the original PlayStation, uh-huh. and I was thrilled with that because it's funny looking back now. Because like you YouTube Madden ninety eight on PS one, the graphics are just trash now. But at the time, I thought, man, this is like sitting in the stadium. Yeah, you know, playing NFL. Football. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So getting getting this getting NFL this, game day. Yeah, getting getting this regular place. You know, first PlayStation with uh, I, I got Madden '98. I had a triple play baseball and all this other stuff, and I just thought, man, this is it. Doesn't get any better than this. Little did I know that it did. There would eventually be a PS4, and now we're knocking on the door of the PS5, so, and now it really is almost like you're sitting in the stadium. I was in college when PlayStation came out. And I remember the first one. I bought my first one. I bought it my, with my own money. And it was just a day where, what was it? Electronics Boots. What was the name of the, uh, the CD Sam store? Goody. Was it Sam Goody? The one over there by but Where Kroger is now? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just in there like looking for some CDs and stuff. And I saw that. I was like, I can afford that. And I came home with it. And my roommates were like, oh. <laughs> and we bought NFL Game Day back before, you know, you had NFL Game Day or Madden. Yeah. I loved NFL Game Day. I thought that was a far superior game. Wouldn't it... Uh, before it was Sam Goody, wasn't it like on cue or something? Yeah, that may have been what it was at the time. It was like on cue, and then it turned into Sam Goody, yeah. I think. And uh, yeah, so I had the I had the PlayStation. I had that. I had WCW Nitro. Oh yeah, when that first came out, yeah. had like Big Show and Sting and well, was the Giant. Uh, well, the, the Giant yeah. at the time, yeah. But and they had the little thing where you could press the the circle button and the uh, they would talk smack. Yeah. Before the thing, you get a little that little clip of them. Yep. So it was great. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh. I was stuck on the Legend of Zelda until I re- this is still Pat in Paris until I received an offer in the mail for a ga- for a gaming magazine <laughs> that showed you had to blow the whistle at the pond to uncover the secret location. Yes, indeed, this was in my mind the first time I experienced divine intervention. <laughs> Did a gaming magazine ever help you with a game? I used to uh, strategy guides. Yeah, you know uh, the Tomb Raider games. I played a lot of those when I, on regular PlayStation and things. Those strategy guides. You need them. They, I needed them. I mean, that was. But I mean, I guess we had the internet, but it wasn't like yeah. sitting there in our pocket all. The yeah, time. I don't have. Yeah, now, like if I go just go to YouTube and find a video. Yeah, like, you, a, you like don't have Riddler trophies. I had to use the. I had to use. YouTube yeah, I mean, no, nobody buys strategy guides anymore. I don't think. So I but. used. To, I had the first Nintendo Power magazine. Yeah, and it had a full the map. map oh, I remember of that Metroid. Map. Oh, Metroid. They had one of, of Zelda, I believe. Well, I had Metroid. I didn't have Zelda at the time. And I had Metroid. And I, 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 I was playing Metroid, and I could never find anything. I didn't know what I was doing. And then once I had the map, I beat the game. And I, and I was just like, thank God for that. <laughs> I didn't beat Zelda mm-hmm. uh, until, gosh, like three years ago. Two or three years. Whenever that, that new little, oh, yeah, yeah, little yeah. bitty. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the regular Nintendo, but like all the games right, on right, it right. thing. Uh, got it and beat yeah. Zelda. There you go. So. Yeah, one of the games that accounted for many hours of my young life was Dragon Warrior. Was there any obscure video game that you loved to play that you can remember? Later in my college days, it was Parasite Eve on the original PlayStation. Obscure. Ah, uh, Blades of Steel obscure. I'll allow it. I play. I, I can. <laughs> I'll just go ahead and tell you right now. Whoever wants to step up to the plate, I will smoke you in Blades of Steel. No questions asked. It's gonna happen. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what would classify as, as Double obscure. Dragon. Oh, I played some Double That's Dragon. That's really obscure, now. I don't think. Yeah, Ninja Gaiden. I, oh, I played Ninja that. Gaiden, yes. uh, 
It's not really obscure. Again. I feel like no. this is like we're like the member berries, right? Ah, oh, member Ninja Gaiden. <laughs> oh, I remember. <laughs> I, I mean, nothing that I'm thinking of really comes back to play being obscure. Shinobi. No, I know what it is, but I no, I didn't play it. Altered Beast. No. Uh, did you play Mutant League play football? Played Paperboy. Does that Paperboy was obscure? a lot of fun. I love Paperboy. I love Paperboy at the arcade where you had the bike handles. Oh, <laughs> I didn't. I never played at the oh, arcade. They had the arcade and you had the bike handles. You had the little button on the side that no, threw the papers. No, I, I, I did not so play at the like, arcade. Spy Hunter had the steering wheel at the arcade. <laughs> oh man, that was that was my Thursday night. My mom would go shopping at the mall, and she would give me. Back in the day, five bucks would get the job done, and she'd give me five bucks. I go over to Time Out Arcade in the in the Pemberton Square Mall, and I was king of the world. <laughs> so much fun! All right, uh, let's see here. Brian McDuff, who I've played a ton of video games with <laughs> in our lives together, best special teams player of all time: Emmett Smith on fake punt in Madden '94, or <laughs> Bill Walsh college football 1980 Pittsburgh Hugh Green onside kick. Dominant. <laughs> I don't. This is a little-known fact about this that uh, on 1994 Madden, the fake punt was a direct snap to Emmett Smith. He was the up back for some reason, and you could get a first down every time to the point where a young Russ Nelson, who we've talked about many times on this show, would only run that play. That was his <laughs> offense. Was fake punt. He would just fake punt you to death. <laughs> and I will never forget, we were playing, and a guy who was 10 years older than Russ, Russ is younger than us, he just lost it. He was like, if you run fake punt again, I'm going to hit you. Did he literally run it every play? Every play. And you couldn't stop it. <laughs> it was the Cowboys with Emmitt Smith. So he's like, okay, I won't run it this time. He ran fake field goal. Emmitt was the holder. <laughs> guy lost it. Absolutely lost it. Uh, Could what you is, not run like goal line defense or something? Uh, like Emmett Emmet would bounce it outside. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was unstoppable. What is the most violent reaction you've ever seen because of a loss? I've seen some. I mean, I myself have broken controllers before. Yeah. So I don't know that. I saw a guy get hit with a wiffle ball bat. Really? <laughs> <one> time. <laughs> yes. Um, to me, and again, we have to stick with this. We'll stick, McDuff was playing. He was playing a guy in a, a, one of the Nelson brothers in uh, NCAA. Late in the game, he was up big, but then uh, he threw like three interceptions in a row, and the, guy, the other guy was able to get back into it, but he still lost. And then after the game, McDuff told him he was throwing the interceptions on purpose. This is like Matt, this is like NCAA or Bill Walsh, like 96. You could not throw interceptions on purpose. Yeah. Riley picked up the refrigerator. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> he just picked up the refrigerator in anger. And it was like, he was so mad. I'm telling you, we played for blood on Bill Walsh, man. You know, I get, maybe this says more about me than, in, I get madder at my at myself. Like, yeah. if I'm playing against the computer, oh, yeah, then I if I was playing it. you, can't stand that if right. I was playing you and you beat me on something, I mean, yeah. I, it would perturb me, but it would be funny in the moment a little bit. It would be yeah. like, did that... Just if I'm by myself and I give up a walk off homer on the show or yeah. something, can't stand it. Oh, I, I, I internally lose it now. Yeah. Now at the age of 34, I internally use it, yeah. lose it. But uh, back in the day, that was where the controller got thrown across the room. Kind I, of I didn't, I didn't give enough love to Hugh Green, by the way, on Pittsburgh '80 on Bill Walsh. This was back before you could like switch players and put them wherever. Mm -hmm. If you could, I would have put Hugh Green at tailback. He, he, he on the game, he must have run like a four-two. At 275 pounds. So he was like Tecmo Bowl Bowl Jackson. It was Tecmo Bowl Bowl Jackson. Incredible. Incredible player. Uh, why am I, McDuff wants to know, why am I the greatest NCAA player of all time? Uh, because you're not. I, I am better than you. I know that for a fact, Jack. I don't know about anybody else, but I could take you. All right. Uh, let's see here. Jalopy Bandito. What a great name. It says Ty Gordon on, the, on his handle. We'll go with that. Can you recite the Contra 30 Lives Code by memory? Can you? No. No, I can't. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, start. Yeah, I knew it was something like that. But I mean, I, that is... I that, could have said B, A, start, but that's as far as I could have gotten. That and the Mortal the Kombat end. violent code is embedded in my head. So on this... On those, Mortal Kombat was like L1, L1... No, no. It was L -L. Abacab okay. on the Genesis. A, B, A, C, A, B. And that was so you could get blood. If you, gotcha. didn't, if you didn't do that, you wouldn't didn't have blood. So it sucked. You know, you throw the spear into him and there would be no blood. I mean, yeah. blood is what made Mortal Kombat great. 
Best adventure game on the regular Nintendo that took multiple sessions to learn and beat. Mine is Metroid. Mine is also Metroid. Is your Zelda? Zelda, yeah. Yeah, you can't yeah, I, I played it so much growing up, and like I said, never beat it until about three or four years ago. Yeah. Uh, Gil Manclang wants to know, what would you say to someone who doesn't play, understand, or agree with the premise of playing videos? Video games. Let's start with, let's, let's sort of break these down separately. Someone who doesn't play, I understand. Everybody yeah. has their own hobbies, yeah. right? Like, Some people, you know, spend a ton of money and like to go hunting. They go hunting. I don't. Fish. I don't hunt a ton. Yeah, they so. fish. They 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 collect things. Don't hunt any anymore. Whatever whatever their hobby is, I don't have an issue with people who don't play video games. You don't understand video games. This is one of those like, what is there to understand? It's just a form of entertainment. They would be like me saying, I don't understand hunting. I don't understand fishing. I don't understand rock collecting. They're minerals. I don't know. So yeah, I, you know that's that's one where I would just be like. What do you mean you don't understand it? Fair? Yeah. I mean, I, let's just say, like, I don't understand why you would want to play the video game. Well, that's when we're getting into, like, doesn't agree with the premise of. Okay. This is one of those. This is where I have an issue. It's it's violent. Okay. You know. Maybe, you know, the Mongolians you know, swept across Europe and killed, like, 20 million people. Maybe people are just, you know, evil by nature. That's yeah. what I would say. And I think that, uh, you know, given good parenting and everything else in the world, I, I don't think that video games make no, people they do. I, I think there are some people in the world that have... Look, let's just call a spade a spade. Some people in the world just have issues. Mm-hmm. And video games may possibly amplify that, maybe. Yeah. I, I don't know. But I do know this. I've played Grand Theft Auto, Mortal Kombat. You know, I've played some of the most violent games you could think of. Mm-hmm. And you've only I've killed never, like three people. I've never even been arrested, Brian. Yeah. You, funny how that worked out. Yeah, I mean, I play. I played Mortal Kombat two for hours. Hour. I used to know everybody's fin- everybody's moves, everybody's finisher. I knew the friendships, the babalities, the brutalities. I knew them all. Yeah. And I've never been arrested. So you know, they, it's just another example of, you know, they just people try to make excuses for, for things they don't want to actually say. So. Who's your favorite fatality? Luke Kang the dragon. No, no. I was never a big Luke Kang guy. Um, if we're talking about like the first one or the second one? Uh, either. The the, the fir- second one's the one I played the most. But the, the first one was Kano ripping your heart out was probably the best one. Yeah. Uh, the second one, I liked uh, Jax ripping you in half. I liked uh, uh, Kung Lao slicing you in half with the hat. With the, uh, hat. Didn't Scorpion do the... the uh, Scorpion had two where he would he would he turn would into rip, the devil. Did one he like rip the heart out with the the chain thing? No, not on the not second happen? one. Okay. His two fatalities on the on the second one were he would turn into the, the pull the skull off and or pull the mask off and burn you. Yeah. Or he also had one where he would slit your throat with the uh, with his spear. I remember being in Sesame's and uh, I was walk I walked past somebody's room and they were playing in Mortal Kombat. I was like, oh, so I just I knew him well enough to stop and look. And they're like, Do you want to play? I was like, yeah, sure. So we're playing, and I played at Scorpion, and I did that fatality where you, you slit his throat, and the guy was just like, I had no idea that was in the game. <laughs> and so I spent like the next two or three hours in this, in this dude's room showing he had no idea these, this stuff that I was doing. It was really cool. because <laughs> I wasn't that good a player. I used to lose a lot of money down there in the union, but he had no clue. It was really funny. <laughs> his, like his face, I can still see it. Just like, what did you just do? It's like it's just you hold the high punch, and you hit like – right three times he's like what <laughs> yeah. uh dogbot better classic game tecmo bowl or rbi baseball oh gosh you're tugging at my heartstrings here i played just because i'm a baseball i mean that that's my sport i guess but i played rbi baseball more but i love tecmo bowl too i'll say rbi baseball just because it's probably what i played more mm-hmm. but give me either one and i'm fine i would say tecmo bowl for me I, I love Tecmo Bowl. I just played it to death. Uh, no, no, no Raiders allowed. Couldn't you were not allowed to play against the Raiders because Bo Jackson didn't count. But uh, a lot of fun. Uh, Matt Mc, Matt McCann, what's your favorite baseball game of all time? He's he's got he's voting for baseball stars, and then he's got the old school RBI game. I mean, all of those old ones have I, they're near and dear to my heart. I played a lot of like Cal Ripken Junior baseball, which didn't even have real players and teams. Oh yeah, whatever, no, no. But, um, and, and King Griffey Jr. and uh, we we had a I think it was MLBPA baseball or something yeah. with Super play? Nintendo uh, triple play had yeah. that growing up so, but to me 
it, maybe it's because I just I crave the simulation aspect of it. But mm-hmm. to me, the show is the greatest baseball game ever. Yeah, you it's made. just so detailed. It's so detailed, and to me, every component of it's fun and realistic, and and it's not to me. It's very realistic, but to me, granted, I've been playing the series since it started. Uh-huh. It, it's very easy to. It's user friendly. Like you can, right. if you're a newbie to it, you can make it very easy to pick up and play. Yeah. But if you're a you want to go pretty in depth, you can. So, Wyatt Thunderburk wants to know best Starkville arcade of the '90s: Skate Odyssey or the Colvard Student Union? See, I never, I, I, I I'm to, gonna have to go Skate Odyssey. I never went to Skate Odyssey, so because you go, you tell me union, why. Well, when the Union was blowing and going, I mean, I was so young, I wouldn't go into the Union yeah. much. So, I, Skate Odyssey is just where I. I'm old enough that I, went, I obviously I didn't live in Starville until yeah. I got here to, for college. I mean, I barely remember the union with like the bowling alley and stuff. Oh yeah, I can remember I was, it, but I barely. I, I they don't had have, everything now. They had Mortal Kombat two. They had Street Fighter. They had Killer Instinct, which I loved when Killer Instinct came out. Fun, yep. fun game. Um, they had Revolution X. Do you remember that? Mm-mm. It was a shooting game where you're you were trying to save Aerosmith from terrorists. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah. And of course, they had all those, you know, the ski ball and everything else. But I, I really enjoyed. You never knew who you were going to see down in the in the Union Arcade. I saw Dan Perrin down there playing the free throw game one time. You remember Wesley Lisi played linebacker for MSU in the in the mid nineties for Jackie. No, he played a few years in the NFL. He loved Mortal Kombat. Would play all the time. So I was. You had to be careful though. You like, don't want to beat him too bad because <laughs> he because then if it turned into a real life Mortal Kombat situation, you're in trouble. You, he was built like Jax. You didn't want any part of that. <laughs> Uh, Peyton Stewart is Gus Duggerton the best OC in video game history. Who is Gus Duggerton? I don't know. Now I'm going to have to Google Gus. If only we had a device, we'll come back to it. Uh, Scott Quint, what is your favorite gaming system and game of all time? Uh, I'm probably going to have to say my favorite gaming system was. The PS2 stands out to me. I was I was going to say, yeah. Uh, so I'll go with that because I, mean, I had so many games, and I mean that, that, that was, was my first Father's that, Day gift. That, too. The PS2, yeah. Well, I, I, the PS2 is near and dear to my heart too because God bless my mother who had to deal with with me growing up. But I mean, I was just <laughs> had to, the PS2 was just the holy grail. I yeah. had to I had to get, and it was for those that tried to get it on when they when it was released, it was hard as heck yeah. to get. Yeah. And and so I mean she was helping me. I mean we were calling WalMarts and everything all over the state of Mississippi, and uh, we finally found one. Mm-hmm. And they literally I think had one, mm-hmm. and it was in Kosciuszko. And she was like, "Hold it." And my my mom, I don't I don't even think Walmart holds, but she talked those people into holding that PlayStation too. And I mean I'd been saving my money for knowing this was coming. For yeah, my, went up there with my cash in hand, you know. Yeah. And so, just the fact that how my mom went about helping me get the doggone thing you and then like driving me to froze yourself in, until a Nintendo weekend. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I got the PS2, and then what's so the game? Had a, I mean, just the NCAA football series because that's where it exploded. Yeah, it was on PS2, and then of course carried over to PS3, and then died before we could get it to PS4. I think but. my favorite game of all time. <sighs> this is tough. <sighs> It's probably Batman Arkham Arkham City, the middle one. Oh, it's great. I, I I have a funny story about first getting that game, which I don't want to get into. But uh, I mean, I played it just uh, the first the first uh, where you, when you become Batman, when the thing drops and you put the suit on, and you just look out and you see the city. You're just like, holy cow! Like I got to look through all this, you know. And, and there is not an inch of that city I didn't look at. I, I, I I've been everywhere in Arkham City. There was nowhere left to hide from me. I promise. The story was great. On that oh, game. everything was great. Yeah, and there's so many little little Easter eggs and stuff in there across the way that you can find. It's it's just a lot of fun. Rob Hadaway wants to know what video game achievement are you ashamed to have never completed? He said he's never beaten Super Mario Brothers one, which is incredible that you've never beaten that. I mean, you didn't even just do the cheat. <laughs> yeah. where you, where you guys go, go to like World Four and go, go to World, 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 8. World Eight. Yeah, how do you not do that? And he never beat Mike Mike Tyson without cheating. I never beat finished Legend of Zelda. I don't know that I ever finished Mario Brothers like straight through. I think I all, I would. I don't know. You that never, I ever you never did went one I did that. I've done it before. I mean, I've, I've beaten it, but I because you can do the thing where you you hit the, the turtle on the stairs and do the one up, mm-hmm. and you can get enough lives to get through there. I never beat Legend of Zelda. The first, the, yeah, yeah. Like I, I said, I didn't three or four years ago. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. 
Peyton Stewart. Did we find out who Gus Duggerton is? Uh, Barstool Big Cat. Okay. Apparently. Um, here's the story. It's just like three or four sentences. So it all began with the unfortunate cancellation of the NCAA tournament. An hour after reality set in that March Madness would not be happening, Big Cat decided to purchase an Xbox 360 along with NCAA Football 14. The console and the game arrived on March 19th of 2020. He chose to play the game mode that allowed him to create his own fictional coach to play with, which then led to the official creation of Gus Duggerton. Okay. So Big Cat created Didn't it. know what it was. Right. Had no idea. Peyton Stewart, since Madden has made Lamar Jackson the cover of Madden 21, will they make him the biggest cheat code in Madden history? He's really going to have to work. Michael Vick. Michael Vick, Madden 04. Yeah. Completely unfair. <laughs> My favorite play on that on that was go five wide with trips to one to his left, and I would send two guys on a fly and one guy on a on a quick out, and who would just the, the guy on the quick out was a blocker. That's all he was there for. Yeah. And I'd roll out and just take off running, and it was I mean you just couldn't stop it. I mean the two greatest video game football players are Bo Jackson and, 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 and Michael, and Michael Vick, Vick, right? Yes, there's no question about it. It's not, it's not close either. So Lamar Jackson, I mean. The way Madden is now, there's I, no way. I don't way. think it's possible yeah. because it would be so unrealistic now. Right. Uh, Lake, Lake and Waddle wants to know, what is the best Wii sports game of all time and why is it baseball? I never did, owned did, a Wii. I didn't play much Wii, never owned a Wii, but I did play Wii baseball and, and it would be tough to beat that. I, I think it had tennis too. Tennis was pretty fun, but yeah. I, I think I'd go baseball. Never played it. So. Ryan Sparks wants to know, on what arcade game have you set the most high scores? Mine is Galaga. Hmm. Like back at the arcade kind of thing. Mine is Defender. See, I mean, I can remember going to arcades and stuff, but mm-hmm. that was one of those deals that I mean, consoles were becoming such a thing as yeah. I was. Arcades kind of started dying. I feel like I feel like as I started. I got you. Getting older. Uh, Mario and Luigi have saved Princess Peach twenty plus times. Who is Dumber? <laughs> Peach for getting captured twenty times by the same guy. Mario for not finding another girl. Luigi doing all this for a girl who doesn't like him. Probably Luigi. It's got to be Luigi, right? I mean, why are you along? Uh, let's see here. Taylor I mean, Rayburn. It, it's just, it is kind of like his sister-in-law, too. Like That's true. Kinda... That's true. Uh, Taylor Rayburn, who probably asked these questions on a giant computer. Uh, have either of you played The Witcher 3 or Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Odyssey is great, but Witcher 3 is probably a goat game. Never played either. I played I played the first Assassin's Creed, and I, I didn't enjoy it. I just I thought it was... I just didn't. I couldn't get into it for whatever reason, and I just I didn't enjoy it. So I never went back, and I've never played the Witcher games at all. As a throwback, have either of you played Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic? It came out in 03, and it's his favorite game of all time. I have not. Didn't play Knights of the Old Republic. My, one of my favorite games of all time is Star Wars: Battlefront Two. I played the hell out of that. Yeah. Not not the new one either. The old one. The one that was on PS2. Yeah. The new one is terrible. It's it's the one of those broken EA games where you have to pay to win. The old one, where you could, especially when you could play as the heroes, yeah, fantastic, loved it. So many of those first-person shooters now are like that, though. Where you oh, I, I don't do that. Too. I don't pay. I don't pay for no. games. I, whatever comes on the disc is all I'm taking. I will. Well, with the exception of while it does aggravate me, um, like WWE games, they uh-huh. would always you could get the other wrestlers. With, oh, okay, with yeah. like season passes and stuff. Yeah, like yeah that. that's interesting. I did do that okay. sometimes, but. By and large, I'm with you. I'm not buying a ton of extra content. And I don't do a lot of online play anyway. I spend no money on stuff that's going to, for online play, because yeah. Brad Haynes, I'm sure you're listening, I don't do a lot of online stuff. I don't yeah. play other people online. Yeah, I, just don't. I don't have an interest in that. Uh, Kyle Knight says, no question, just a statement. This is the best va- baseball video game ever made. I spent countless hours as a kid playing this. I remember sweating out trades to see if they would be accepted by the other team. Griffey sure did look good in that Braves uniform once I got him. <laughs> Ken Griffey Jr. Major League Baseball. Is and that was N64, wasn't it? Yeah. See, I, I, never, I never had an N64. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, I didn't have a Nintendo after the first Nintendo. I never had you Super, didn't have Super Nintendo. Nintendo? No, I had Sega Genesis. Yeah. I was a Genesis guy. Ed Cusia says, Defender Stargate, best video game ever. Proved me wrong. I, I love Defender. I was a huge fan of that game. Uh, McDuff says he's never beaten Tyson. He also is not, he hasn't finished Arkham Knight, which I'm just like, finish it. He keeps finish the game. Yeah. So I, I didn't like that's the PS4 one, right? Yeah. Like Arkham Knight. There was so much to that game. Like, it kind of became a slog a little bit to me to get through because you had so many of those Batmobile battles. Well, we're gonna come stuff. to that in just a minute. I want to talk okay. about that. So, uh, 
Double A, Andy Atkinson. If Uncle Ruckus were a video game, what game would he be? He'd be Battletoads, the worst game ever. Battletoads was great. That yeah, was not the worst game it ever. It made you so angry. <laughs> uh, William Wallace Nye the Fifth. Okay. Are esports actual sports? No. I say yes. Why? Why not? It's competition, but competition does not make sport. Monopoly is competition, but it's not a sport. I, I don't have a problem calling it a sport. It's not something anybody can play Monopoly. Not anybody. I'm not, I can't play League of Legends. I'm not any good at that. I don't think just because there is a competitive factor makes it a sport. I, I, I think there has to. I be don't something. have a problem calling. It, I, I don't have a problem calling it a sport. I, I have no problem with it being featured on like ESPN and stuff in the middle of a pandemic mm-hmm. because it's the closest thing to sports you get. No, I but agree sitting with that. in a chair with a controller in your hand is not a sport. Is driving a sport? There is a physical component to that. I mean, those I guys guess. lose a ton of weight and stuff driving I those mean, I guess. cars I'm just around saying, the I, I don't have a problem calling it a sport. You're so, calm down, old man. Quit well, shaking your fist. At the I clock. love video games, so it's not like I hate video games. But yeah. is it a sport? No. Yeah. Andy Atkinson, if it meant getting a permanent permanent cure and turning to normal, would you play MLB The Show using only the Mets, never trading for Braves players, and I have to play any future NCAA football games with Liberty? But every, we get a cure and everything's back to normal. And I have to do this forever? Forever. Yes, I would do it. Yeah, I'd do it. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, in an imaginary world, I could be a Met. I just like the picture, you know, like things are just going really well for you in a game against the Braves, and you're beating them like 14 to nothing in the third inning. You're just like, <laughs> I feel so bad. <laughs> I hate myself. Yeah. If you could get one today, this is from Will Maxwell. If you could get one of them today, would you rather have a new Red Dead or a new Batman Arkham? Batman Arkham. Uh, I'm going to agree with you, yeah. I would agree with you. I still didn't finish the first Red Dead, so yeah. Well, I, I didn't even finish the story mode of the first Red Dead. Like, yeah. I, I didn't even... You know, there I, is, I know, there is just, a new Batman Arkham coming. On PS5, perhaps? I, I think it's going to be PS5, yeah. Uh, that'll make me buy it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, besides college football playoff, still Will Maxwell here, what feature would you like to have in a new NCAA football game? Oh. Uh, hmm. trying to think i mean i like the recruiting process maybe something more detailed there maybe you need a transfer portal yeah because remember remember they used to have transfers but they would just show up mm-hmm. you had no control over transfers coming in i would also like to have the ability to cheat in recruiting now obviously because it's an ncaa skate sanction and if game, you get caught you just if get you hammered. get caught if you get caught there's violations you can miss bowl games you lose scholarships but you you know you you can you know, the five-star quarterback comes to campus, and you want to put a little extra money in his pocket, and you know, if you don't get caught, you don't get caught. <laughs> that would be how much fun would that be? That would never happen. Imagine an online play because, doing that because the NCAA is going to have to sanction this game. Exactly, that's why they never. No happened. way it would. Happen. It'd be so funny if you could do that. Uh, Will Maxwell, what's the most emotional video game moment? Emotional? Yeah, I have two. It went from games we've mentioned here. Arkham City is one, I think, probably. Arkham City. Which one? In Arkham City. What's the moment? Are we? Well, I guess we're spoiling here a little bit. Yeah, like, we, there's some spoilers I don't coming. Know, just like he, the Joker, he was like dead. Well, yeah, but I didn't think that was that emotional. Well, like, I just I didn't. I thought in Arkham Knight when you when you see Barbara die. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, she's dead, and and Alfred's crying, and you're like, oh my god. Yeah, by, by emotional, I just. I was going more so shocking type. Like I just, oh, that, for I shock the, for shock value, yeah. I did not think the Joker. I didn't was think going the Joker was going to die. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. I'm not going for like I, I didn't cry when the Joker died, but yeah. it just oh, by that same target in Arkham Knight where you turn around and the Joker's standing there, and you're oh, like, yeah. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. That's why I didn't like Arkham Origins because I thought I was going to finally get a game away from the Joker, and you don't. Yeah. Uh, but also the uh, the end of Red Dead Redemption uh, didn't get there, so. It's it's something. It's it's. I was. I mean, I was just watching. I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible! This is really something." I think I know what happens, but yeah, I mean, you I'll know tell what you not to. Yeah, I'll tell you not to tell me here. <coughs> Tyler Hydric wants to know: Did either of you play Ken Griffey Jr.'s Slugfest? Yes, I did. I, I didn't play it a lot, but I enjoyed it. He said it was hands down the greatest baseball game ever. Only game I ever completed multiple seasons in career mode. My brothers still haven't mentally recovered from those beatings. <laughs> you know, another baseball game that I used to play, uh, I think me and my brother used to play it a lot. We'd rent it. Uh-huh. And I can't remember if it was, I think it was regular Nintendo. Um, Could have been Super, but 
there was like Baseball Simulator 2000 yeah. or something, and it was like robots playing baseball, and like your pitcher, I don't know, just different robots had different skills. It was kind of out there, but I enjoyed that a lot. That's 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 a good call. Uh, so uh, that can, may go in the obscure game category we got asked earlier. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people that would say Baseball Simulator was one of their favorites. Well, I was asking, do you ever play Mutant League football? Uh, I did not play it, but that, I know what you're talking that's about. That's a lot of fun. That's a pretty obscure game. Uh, Ford Polk, what is the best video game and why is it The Last of Us? I haven't played The Last of Us. I do of love The Last of Us. Is that a zombie game? Uh, it's kind of, yeah, well, no, yes and no. It's like an end of the world-ish uh, okay, kind of so feel. Apocalyptic kind of game. Yeah, a little okay. bit. Uh, best soundtrack to a game. And I think The Last of Us has another one coming out, too. Okay. Here soon. Best soundtrack to a game. NASCAR 04 is my choice. I think Hunter Cloud will agree <laughs> if you get an opportunity to look at the song lineup. So here's the lineup here. We got Rancid, okay. Iggy Pop with Sum 41, Andrew WK, 311, Power Man 5000, Memento, Avenged Sevenfold, I mean, it's Fuel. It's got I Hate Everything About You from Three Days Grace. That's a good, that's a good, uh, that's a good, that, all right. I don't, I don't need, I don't need, need you to sing. I never played the game, but it does sound like a pretty good soundtrack. Madden, oh, Madden 2000 had a good soundtrack. So did Madden 06, I thought. Um, Gosh, I don't, I don't remember what songs I played Madden 06. I had a franchise I got like 15 years into. Yeah. I was always proud of myself that I worked full time. I had a child and I had a 15 year Madden franchise going. (laughs) I played long enough that, um, my starting quarterback, I did a fantasy draft. My starting quarterback was Charlie Fry, who was a rookie. I played long enough that he retired, and I went on to the next guy. Yeah, you played it a while. So yeah, uh, so yeah, a lot of Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater had a good soundtrack too. Uh, what's one game your wife slash past girlfriend was okay watching you play? Is there one that she plays with you? My 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 wife doesn't play video games. Uh, mine doesn't either. But if I break out the uh the Nintendo thing, the regular Nintendo yeah. deal. She'll play Mario because okay. she played a lot of Mario and Donkey Kong growing up. Yeah. So, and last, is there a game release in the future you're looking forward to? The Arkham one. I, I have been told. I, I read something that said you're going to be able to play in game as the other creep characters now. Like you can you can be Robin. Oh, okay. So that would be fun. And they think they might have Batwoman and uh, maybe Red Hood in there as well. So I, I need to do some reading up on this. I, yeah, I mean, I. I kind of saw rumors. I didn't know that this was actually a thing that's absolutely happening. It's happening, yeah. Uh, personal biases. This is from Girth. You know Brooks. what they need? A what? Superman game in the vein of it's so the difficult. Arkham stuff. The problem with that is it's so difficult. Who's he fighting? Yeah. Like, the, how, how do you create a threat to Superman? You know, it, it, it's very difficult to do. The only way to do it is like to have timed missions, where like you have to do this or people die. But, yeah. like, as far as fighting, a group of thugs comes at Superman. I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know, do you have kryptonite? No. Well, this is going to end bad for you. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, oh, speaking of that's another one I want to put it. The, the Avengers game is coming out. Have you seen this? No. Oh, it looks fantastic. PS4? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I'll show you the trailer after we get done. Is it, like, open world yeah. type? Yeah. Okay, I'm, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, and I think it's sort of like Arkham, and that's, I think it's one-button uh, fighting system. So, Girth Brooks. Wants to know, personal biases aside, which franchises had a greater impact on gaming based on sales, influence, and replay value? Mario or Call of Duty? Call of Duty. I mean, does does here's the thing about Mario. Does it really have a huge pop culture presence? <laughs> I, I don't think in today's age it does. No, it is, it's, 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 I mean, to people like you and I, it's nostalgic. Yeah, but it's deal, like, but I, I don't know. I think Zelda is more than the the signature game. It, well, well, this is a little bit. This question to me is a little bit like. I mean, I, sorry, folks that hate to hear us talk wrestling, but if you're if you're here this, it's long, like a Hogan here. versus Austin kind of thing. Well, well, it's not even that to me. It's almost like Bruno versus The Rock oh, okay, kind of deal. Okay, like like box office. No, of course The Rock made more money. I mean, when you account for just the changing of the times and inflation and everything else. I mean, Call of Duty, I without the numbers in front of me, I mean, I would think that it raked it in. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's a good But game. I'm sure with the Mario... Because we're not just talking about Super Mario Brothers here. We're oh, talking... No, no, no. Well, generation. About, I mean, when you think Nintendo, about Mario, it's Mario. It, 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 am I wrong in saying it? Now when people think about Mario more than anything else, they think about Smash Brothers, which is a huge game. See, I don't know. I, I've been so far outside the Nintendo box yeah, now because I mean right. I've been PS4 or P- PlayStation since '97. So yeah. All right, 
Leroy Jenkins has a question. Have you heard MLB The Show is coming to Xbox? Is it not on the Xbox? It's not on the Xbox, but it That's is... That's a PS4 only game? It is a PlayStation exclusive. I didn't know that. But I think this is the final year that it is going to be a PS exclusive. I think that... Yeah, I haven't just heard it. I mean, I think it is coming to okay, Xbox. Okay, well, that's cool. Possibly, I think next year... I don't, I, it may be the next, but either way, it is about to be on other consoles. Okay. Yeah, it's no longer going to be just a PlayStation exclusive. How awesome was Metroid back in the day? I love Metroid. Talk about a, a, a surprise ending, too. Finding out Samus was a woman. Yeah. He was like, wait, what? I've been playing as a woman for the last three weeks? <laughs> I had no idea. You know, 12-year-old Brian was like, what am I doing? Girl power. Girl power, yeah. Did you ever beat Mike Tyson's Punch-Out? Didn't beat it, no. no. Played it a lot. Never beat Mike. I don't even uh, know if I got to Mike. There's a video on YouTube of the speed run, world champion, like world record kind of thing. The guy beats the whole game in like 12 minutes. Man. It's incredible. So many of these games, um, like Tyson's Punch-Out, I was yeah. so young playing them yeah. that they have a fond spot in my heart. Yeah. But I was so young playing them, I had no chance to beat the yeah, game. I was like 12 when so, Mike Tyson uh, came out. So Yeah, yeah so that, that means I was like three. Right. Um, of course, I was not three playing it, or I wouldn't remember it probably. Drew Walker says, "Don't feel bad about Super." He's talking to Rob Hadaway. Don't feel bad about Super Mario Brothers. I never I haven't beaten either one either after thirty years of playing it off and on. Like, how have you not beaten it? You know, I beat Mario. I beat Mario three. I beat Super Mario World. I didn't beat Mario two. Yeah, yeah. Mario two was kind of weird. Yeah, it was weird with the things you just pick up and throw at people. I didn't. I it was didn't, just but, different. It was different. He also says he gave up on Arkham Knight because the Batmobile ruined it. That's what I want to say. The Batmobile was ridiculous. Yeah. And I had a huge problem with this game. It has a massive plot hole for me in that, spoiler alert time, so Jason Todd is the Arkham Knight. He knows everything there is to know about Batman, including the fact that Batman will not kill. So what does he do? He sends a bunch of unmanned drones. All he had to do was put people in those tanks, and Batman's screwed. He can't do anything in that game. Dumb. Dumb. I, it bothers the hell out of me to this day. <laughs> the Batmobile was super overpowered. It was just ridiculous. Yeah. And the whole idea, like, you're not killing anybody when you're just running over them at 180 miles an hour because, you oh, there's an electro charge, charge thing. Like, no, there's not. They got hit by the car. Yep. <clears throat> and you could run cars off the road, too. I mean, you know, I've knocked cars over the bridge. They yeah. fall into the, oh, but he's not dead? Okay. <laughs> uh, Clangarang says the Halo franchise is the single greatest first person shooter trilogy ever disregard 4 or 5 maybe 6 will unfunk it but Halo Combat Evolved was the reason I bought an es- a refurbished Xbox in 2003 Halo 2 was the reason my GPA at state was garbage in 2004 and I still play 3 I never played Halo I, I have not played one second of Halo ever heard it's great but I've never played it yeah uh, Ian Ladner says, N64 NFL Blitz, yay or nay? Never played it. Again, I didn't have N64. Didn't have no, I played a lot of NFL Blitz. Did you like it? I never liked NFL Blitz. I liked NBA Jam, but I didn't like NBA, NFL Blitz. See, I've never been too big of a fan, I say this after saying while I go, I enjoyed Baseball Simulator, of like arcadey stuff. Yeah. Like, I want simulation sports. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of, of arcade-style Sports. I want to feel like I'm a big leaguer, or I want to feel like I'm in the NFL um, for the most part. So, uh, yeah, I, I can have some fun with Blitz, but not my favorite style of game. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I messed that up. I went. I, I got out of my mentions here. All right. Uh, I say that NBA Jam was fantastic, and it was obviously yeah. unrealistic. Yeah. Steven wants to know, which player is the best cheat code for NCAA football? Um, I don't, no, nobody just stands out yeah. to me. I mean, we were talking on this battle on, sport, on uh, Sports Talk Mississippi, and Brian Scott Rippey brought up Pat White uh, was really, really tough to stop on, like, NCAA, like, 07. Um, Who was the... Uh, Gosh, who was, was it? I was Seneca Wallace. Yeah. Any mo- he, uh, mobile quarterbacks he, were just tough to stop. I'm trying to think of, of just yeah a quarterback that had like a really high Vince speed Young. speed rate. I mean, it just it was just difficult to quarterbacks that could roll out. Def- the defenses were not designed to contain them, and it just it just made it tough. It just made it really tough. Um. So there you go. And then last but not least, certainly not least, Jennifer Haydad is asking this question. 
for Emily Haydad, who wants me to describe the game Piggy. Are you familiar with Piggy? No. Are you familiar with Roblox? No. <laughs> Roblox is a game that is just like all the rage with kids these days. Uh, I think it's sort of like Minecraft, but not really. But Piggy is basically hide-and-go-seek, where you're being chased by a giant pig. And you're just your job is to get away from him. It's survival of the fittest. Uh, and there's ways to kill the pig, but I haven't figured those game, that out yet. Is this like a mobile game? Uh, you can play it on mobile. or you can, Yeah, Gen- Emily plays it on her iPad. I have it on my phone just to play yeah. with her every yeah. now and then. But, yeah, that's what it is. So that's, that's it. That's the objective of Piggy. It's survival of the fittest. Hide and go seek. Stay away from the pig. So you hide, and yeah. the pig comes to the find pig, you? Yeah, and the pig is another player. And so if you hide, Emily's the pig. Well, there's right? other people playing. Okay. It's so, not just me and her. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. somebody stars as the pig, and they Some, come And, and you can be the pig, too. I've been the pig. So you just go around. All right. Another good rumblings in the, uh, the books. I think next week, yeah, we'll just do grab bag, whatever. Back to the rumblings. Back to regular old rumblings. Yeah. Tomorrow's show, we'll break down uh, the next set of second-round matchups in the greatest Bulldog bracket. Also, we'll preview the NFL draft. Not the same uh, kind of show for MSU that it was a season ago when you had three first-round picks. Uh, this year, going to be some later guys getting taken, but we'll take a look at those guys and see what, where they might fit uh, at the next level. Talk to you guys tomorrow. For Joel T. Coleman, Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.